0: From Michigan Radio, I'm Lester Graham with the Environment Report. Some inland lakes in the upper Midwest are changing. They're steadily warming, and that's affecting the living things in the lakes. Experts predict more change is coming. The shorelines of the Watkins Lake State Park and County Preserve are off-limits for much of the year. That's because the park is a refuge for migrating birds. But in wintertime, if it's cold enough, you can go ice fishing. Uh, I got a, a couple fish I got in what, what are you catching out here? Uh, perch and some bluegill. Mike Davis and his buddy say they love ice fishing. He says, though, he's seen changes over the years. I, I have noticed, it seems like uh, when I was younger, me and him was talking about it the other day, too. It seems like we used to get, like, a foot of ice, and then now it's like we're down to four inches. Experts say that's a trend that's happening across the Great Lakes region.
1: Climate change is having an effect on lakes in Michigan right now. We're seeing decreased ice coverage.
2: It's also getting way more variable. We've seen like the longest ice cover and the shortest in the past decade or so.
1: Year to year, there's a lot of variability, but that trend in decreasing ice cover is very clear in terms of a a climate
0: change signal. In order, that was Joe Noner with the Michigan Department of Natural Resources, Gretchen Hansen with the University of Minnesota, and Jordan Reed out of Wisconsin. He's with the U.S. Geological Survey. Each researches fishing or lakes or both. Noner at the DNR says over the decades, the decrease in the amount of ice on inland lakes is substantial.
1: For example, Gull Lake over in Barrie and Kalamazoo counties, we've lost about 22 days of ice in a typical year since the 1920s.
0: But less ice cover is just one symptom of larger changes caused by climate change.
1: So we're seeing shorter ice periods. We're seeing warming summer surface water temperatures. So lakes are getting warmer. And then we're seeing changes in fish communities.
0: Cold water fish, such as cisco, are disappearing from some inland lakes. Gretchen Hansen at the University of Minnesota says other cool water fish, such as walleye, are struggling in some lakes too.
2: There's a decent amount of evidence that if they don't have enough sustained cold temperatures in the winter, their eggs aren't going to be as high quality. Um, And they're not going to survive as well.
0: When the weather warms, more intense rainstorms are washing fertilizer from lawns and farms into lakes. That makes algae grow. Then it dies, sinks to the bottom of the lake, and rots. That decomposition uses up the oxygen. Hansen says then you've got warm water on the surface, which doesn't hold much oxygen. Combine that with the oxygen depletion at the bottom of the lake, and it's bad news for fish and other aquatic life.
2: In the summertime, if it's too warm up above and all the oxygen goes away down below, they get squeezed out and they die.
0: Different lakes are reacting differently to the warming temperatures. Smaller lakes surrounded by development are worst off. Summer rainstorms hit hot parking lots or roads, and that raises the temperature of a small lake's water even more than the hotter air temperature. Jordan Reed with the U.S. Geological Survey says those lakes and watersheds that can be protected should be. Others are just going to continue to warm up. There will be winners and losers, Walleye might disappear from some lakes, but bass might thrive in the warmer water.
1: It might be viable to just accept the reality of a warmer lake and potentially start talking to uh, young kids when they're fishing about how much fun it is to reel in a bass as opposed to, you know, continuing to go after walleye.
0: But people who catch walleye at their local lake usually don't want to hear something like that. They want the fisheries managers to stock more walleye. That's not sustainable if the fish cannot reproduce in the water. Joe Noner at the Michigan DNR says the effects of warming are complicated and different for every lake.
1: We've got so many stressors on inland lakes. We've got invasive species. We've got nutrients. We've got loss of habitat from uh, a number of different things. And all of these stresses are interacting. And it makes every lake so complicated. And so it's really hard to predict what's going to happen in a given lake, which is, of course, everybody's question. Everybody wants to know what's going to happen in my lake, and we just don't know.
0: With the Environment Report, I'm Lester Graham, Michigan Radio News.